right, Daniel. Are you ready to talk some more, James Bond? I'm ready. 007, reporting for duty. Mm-hmm. For queen and country. Well, welcome back, everybody, to once again another throwback episode. We continue along here in the Daniel Craig Bond saga. Today, we're going to be talking the classic Skyfall. So sit back, relax, shake that drink, and Skyfall! Skyfall! Excited to talk about some stuff today with you. I've got a lot of uh, movies I saw the last couple days that are, I'm looking forward to talking to you about, mm-hmm. as well as today's Skyfall. Nice. But before we get started... Let's tell the audience what we're drinking out there. Yep. This week was Jordan's week to bring something in for drink and tell. So, Jordis, J- Jordan, what'd you bring us? I brought in Breakside. Surprise, surprise. One we have not had on the show yet. It's their Bio Transformer IPA. Mm-mm-mm. What do you think? That's pretty good. I like it. I do like a solid IPA. Not too busy, but solid. Tastes good. Oh, that is delicious. Mm. Yes, I like it. All right, Daniel. What do you got for this week's movie news segment? All right, so there's a couple things. One, I had you watch the trailer for this earlier, but a new trailer came out for a movie. Sony Animations uh, Studios put out a trailer for a movie called Connected, which follows a family trying to reconnect over a college road trip that that ends up in the middle of a robot uprising. Sort of deal. Wasn't really... Well, didn't I, see I that like coming. I the concept. Uh, I, it looked fun. I don't know. I watched the trailer for it. And now, is this directed by the same directors or just produced by? It's produced by Phil and Lord Miller. Or Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Chris Miller, yeah. <laughs> Lord and Miller. So they're a part of it. Geniuses behind Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Right. Which I do like how uh, Sony is kind of going the different route with animation. I do appreciate that, too. They're trying something different because, you know... That, I mean, it doesn't quite look as, like, like, 3D as, like, Tangled or something. It doesn't have, like... It kind of still looks a little bit more traditional, but not... I don't know. I mean, I, let I like let Pixar be the ones that push the envelope as far as, like, that kind of animation goes. But, yeah, I like to see different studios. Like, when Spider-Man and the Spider-Verse came out a couple years ago, awesome animation. Yeah. So, I'm excited to see this, like I said, because Phil... Lord and Miller... <laughs> Lord and Miller are involved. So that always piques my interest. I'm like, okay, cool. Looks like Sony's going to utilize those guys. Good. Yeah. Uh, I know I mentioned this last week. Continued watching the uh, Lego Master Show, and they were guests on it last week. Oh, hell yeah. That's awesome. So that was cool. They came in and supervised the builders for a little while. Oh, gave them awesome. some ideas. Yeah, it was a fun episode. They had to make movie scenes. Oh, see? That's awesome. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Everybody got a different theme, like romance. Western, sci-fi, action, whatever. <laughs> Comedy. Sweet. Good stuff came out of that one. But yeah, start watching the show if you haven't seen it. I know, oh, I got no, it. Speaking of that show, too. So this last week, then I'll let you go back to your news. They had the British Cascade Lego Convention this last weekend here in Portland. And I would say nine of the contestants that were on the show were there. Oh, really? That many of them. Not, I, not just the two guys that live in Portland, but a lot of others. Like, I guess they just spread the word, hyped it up, and like, you got to come to this. Yes, a couple of my favorite builders so far on the show. It was it was just cool. Or cool. It was cool to meet and greet some of them, shake their hands, get some photos with them, and just be like, man, it's so much fun watching on the show. And uh, yeah, what a good time. And it was cool to see like, some of the kids were just so happy to stand in line and meet them. That's so like, cool. They like, were just ecstatic. Like, oh my gosh, my Lego hero. Like, you were on TV building Lego. That's my dream. You are now my hero. Well, it's crazy, too. <laughs> is I was a couple of weeks late to start the show, so I basically got cut up all in one week, and a week later, I'm meeting all the cast. That's pretty sweet. That's <laughs> cool. Anyway, continue with your news. Just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't really have a lot of other stuff. The next thing I have is American Horror Story Season 10 cast Macaulay Culkin. Really? In a role, I'm like, okay, well, I mean, it's the 10th season of a show. I'm like, I've never actually watched American Horror Story. Nope. It's crazy to me that there's 10. But I just thought it was crazy because Macaulay Culkin. Show. Yeah, Macaulay Culkin is going to be in season 10. Cool. So he's like doing some acting. Then we have. Yeah. 
I mean, it's fun watching them reprise the role of Kevin for Google commercials, but that too. I'd like to see him in other stuff. I mean, the last time I saw him was in that YouTuber's like Glitter Bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Which was great. <laughs> um, and then the last thing I had was Paramount Moves Top Gun Maverick release date up. Up. Okay. Yeah, they moved it up. Uh, went. F- they moved it from June 26th to the 24th. Whew. Two days. Well, that's two <laughs> days less. I got to wait. <laughs> I just like, what? Why? They moved it instead of a Friday release. It's now going to be released on Wednesday. Wednesday was there a holiday or something going on? I don't, I don't know. Think so they just announced that they're squeezing it in a little sooner. So I'm like, okay, eh, whatever. Well, yeah, we're definitely seeing that in XD or IMAX. At least I am. Yeah, but I just thought that was kind of hilariously inconsequential. <laughs> well, better news than what's happening with the. Was it Mission Impossible 7 being put on hold? Yeah, because of the coronavirus. A bunch of stuff. A bunch of conventions are getting like canceled or postponed. A bunch of vendors and stuff pull out. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, it sucks. It really, really does. But hopefully they can continue. I mean, I'm sure they maybe have gone back to whatever. I don't know. Do they use Pinewood Studios? Whatever studios they use and have just been able to film other stuff in the meantime. It's just some of their outdoor action stuff might be put on halt for a while. Right. Anyway, but it is what it is. Shit happens. Yeah, well, I gotta say, even if it got canceled altogether, well, we have six Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> but I want more. I know, that last one was really good, so now I'm just afraid I mean, that I'm not gonna be able to it top would be, it. It would be ending on a high note, for sure, but yeah. if they can take us to the next high note, I'm all for that as well. True that. It's just like, you know, Fast and Furious friend, fans want to see Vin Diesel jumping out of space in a car of course they do why wouldn't it's gonna happen in probably the 12th i'm sure i know they actually officially announced it recently that they were not going to space in the next one (laughs) not (laughs) yet not yet not yet the cars we don't have the technology to drive in space (laughs) but we're developing it right now man we're working with james cameron coming up with new technology exactly (laughs) but yeah so that's all the little news stories i had this week all right, well then, uh, thanks for that. Let's move on to other things we've seen this week. Now, I've got at least four, but I think I'm only going to talk about three today. Okay, that's good. I have three. Three as well. Three cool. as well, so that works. All right, well, let's get into it. Um, I'll go first. I'm going to start with the movie I was assigned last week. Daniel assigned me a movie called Shelby American, documentary on Netflix right now. And I gotta say, man, what an awesome documentary! Uh-huh. I enjoyed every minute of it. I there's so much of the story I had no clue of. For some reason, hearing um, a couple of the producers, like Adam Carolla is one of the producers slash mm-hmm. directors, and he's talked about Shelby a little bit on his show. I don't know for whatever reason, and kind of getting hints in the Ford v Ferrari movie. I thought he died young, like maybe a few years after the events of Ford v Ferrari. Like, I thought he outlived Ken Miles by just a few years, maybe. But no, he lived a full life. Yeah. And that, I didn't know. Kind of always outrunning his diagnosis. Yeah, but what what a cool story, though. It was a really just interesting story to sit back and watch. Yeah. I Yeah, I loved every minute of it and definitely recommend it to anybody. Check it out. Chassis Media, who produced this, as well as Uppity and the 24-Hour War and the winning Paul Newman story, Mm -hmm. they're all great. So... At least three of them that I mentioned, minus Paul Newman, they're all on Netflix right now. Go check them out. Right. I know. It's kind of, it's very cool. Like, I've been having a good time, like, kind of living in that, like, kind of time period and learning about racing with these. Because I watched 24 Hour War. It's it's been a fun ride. No pun intended. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, no, they're great. They're really well well made documentaries. Yeah. They do a good job keeping you, even with still shots, engaged with the camera moving across the still shot or zooming in or out. Yeah. They do a really good job to, you know, still keep you engaged as a viewer so you don't get bored. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I think they go by really quick. I think, well, I think 24 Hour War was almost like two hours, maybe over two hours. I think Shelby and 24 were two hours and. Some it was like minutes. hour 45 for uppity yeah like, but i'm like they go by quick though. and they're really really enjoyable so yeah i would say everybody check them out give them a thumbs up and uh hopefully there'll be some more stuff like that yeah for sure all right daniel what's something you saw this week all right so my carryover was i watched nocturnal animals nice. and the hard part is i don't know what i watched <laughs> 
Like that was a very bizarre. Was not expecting was two, three different storylines. Basically two, because you got the the real life story, and then you got the story within the book. Right, but then you have the flashback story do, of her, the real life. Yeah, you do have a little. So you bit got of present flashback. day, you got flashbacks, and you got book story, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like it was just very weird, very bizarre. The acting was really good. Michael Shannon's character was uh, fucking he's great. Great. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I just it's it's hard to talk. I like We're, it's. Okay, I just gotta ask with, with the opening sequence at the art gallery, where you're just like, "What the fuck is he having me watch right now?" Yeah, <laughs> was like that going it, through your head. Yeah, it, I was just I don't know. I was like very weirded out, but also very intrigued. Like it's a very interesting, very kind of feels like a little art art housey type movie, but I thought it shot super well. Yeah, I think it, with Tom Ford, I believe is the uh, name of the director. Yeah. He, I thought, just did a great job with the script and with directing of it. And it was only a second movie. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I found that out. I'm like, Jesus. Like, but yeah, that's... the acting is great. I love Amy Adams in this role. Yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal is great. Like you said, Michael Shannon is Michael well. Shannon. Oh, what's the other guy? He was, I recognized him. I had to look him up, but he was in the kid from Kick-Ass. And also he was Quicksilver in the MCU, not the X-Men ones. I forget his name. Well, like he played like the Aaron really, really something. creepy guy. Yeah. Let me look it up real quick. Let's see. It's uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. So he was in Kick-Ass. I didn't even recognize him the first time I saw this. That's how well into this character he was for me. Well, I know. They're like, Aaron Taylor. I was thinking like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Like I was looking up stuff afterwards. I'm like, I recognize the picture on his IMDb, but I'm like, okay, well, who is he? I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, he doesn't look anywhere near the same. Man, this is just a... It's a crazy movie. It's, yeah, I would recommend it to anybody. Like, if you like thrillers, you like kind of like living on the edge of your seat a little bit and kind of just feeling uneasy oh, while I, you're watching. I remember seeing this movie in theaters, and I remember probably when we're like 80% of the way through the scene on the highway, mm-hmm. which is like 20 minutes into the film, the gal next to me leaned over and be like, I'm really freaked out right now. <laughs> you're like, good, you're not leaving this date alive. What? What? Yeah. Nothing. I mean, but it's just crazy that I mean, just imagine being like, I mean, imagine being the daughter and the wife, but just him though, like watching them go through that, like when he, he has that dream about the guy raping his wife, and then like yeah. the guy looks kind of towards him, and then like has his tongue hanging out, like he just like springs awake. I, I mean, just it, imagine having nightmares like that. It makes yeah, it makes you oh. very uncomfortable, which I'm not against. Like I said, I don't love it, but at the same time, you gotta appreciate that a movie can guide you through like a, a gambit of emotions Gosh. and i wasn't expecting that much yeah i don't want to spoil anything for anybody but yeah i would definitely say it's worth checking out it's crazy it's it it's i mean it came out a few years ago watch but... it at night oh yeah unless you live alone then maybe you watch it during the day <laughs> but yeah so nocturnal animals was great recommend all right daniel so i saw a movie that i've been Putting off, putting off, and just not getting around to for a while now. Uh-huh. This movie came out in 2011. I can't believe it already came out nine years ago. But I well, finally was it Skyfall? Sat- no. <laughs> I finally sat down and watched Drive with Ryan Gosling. Oh, man. That's been on my list for so long, and it's just... Yeah. Finally sat down and watched it. Yeah, you got Drive. Ryan Gosling, uh, Carey Mulligan, Brian Cranston is in this. Albert Brooks is in this. I didn't even know. Oscar Isaac. See, people I probably would not have recognized when the movie came out. I don't know. I think Gosling and Cranston were all I would have recognized back in the day. Well, right. B- Albert Brooks, but... But yeah, it's a, it was not the movie I thought it was going to be, but it was good. Okay. The gyps, the skinny is a mysterious Hollywood stuntman and mechanic, moonlights as a getaway driver and finds himself in trouble when he helps out his neighbor in this action drama. His baby driver. <laughs> Which, I guess I was expecting more of him to be kind of like that. And the thing about helping out his neighbor too is like, she's the wife of a guy that just got out of jail. So I thought it was gonna like I thought they were gonna like, officially they started getting a little close while he was still in jail. Not that they're gonna you know, hook up and then his husband's gonna get out of jail and like come after him. Mm-hmm. I thought it's kind of gonna be him on the run from her husband, but it, totally different. Huh. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't seen it, but uh, it just wasn't what I was expecting for it to be. But I enjoyed it though. It was good. I'm Sweet. glad I finally saw it. Another Gosling one I can cross off the list now. Nice. And it's streaming on Netflix if anybody wants to check it out. 
Sweet. Okay. So next, I uh, actually sat down with my girlfriend and we watched Knives Out because now you can rent it. And because I'm like, I told her, I'm like, you're really going to like this. She likes mystery movies, you know, especially murder mystery. And she hated it. No, she said she really liked it. But I mean, like, since it's still kind of a new movie, I don't want to like go into spoilers. But like when they do like the first major subversion of like the murder mystery plot, she's like, Daniel, what the fuck just happened? And I'm just like, right, like kind of just flips it on its head. And now you're watching a completely different movie. Right. And, you know, she's actually a lot better. Well, better than me about like, like I kind of like get locked in. I sync up with the movie. I'm not trying to think ahead. I'm trying to enjoy things unfolding as they happen. She's the type of person who's trying to figure out exactly what the end game is from the start. So I, I wouldn't enjoy movies if I did that all the time. No. Yeah, that's just not how I enjoy it. But that's how, it's like, especially mystery movies. So she actually didn't even, she got close, but she didn't nail the ending. Because I forget, like, after watching, I'm like, oh, man, there's a bunch of, like, twist upon twist upon twist, like, in the last, like, the third act. But, so overall, like, we, she really liked it. I enjoyed watching it a second time and picking up on some extra, <laughs> like, subtext all the way even at the very beginning of the movie for the end game, which I thought was great. Um, so still really enjoyable, definitely fun to watch with somebody who's never seen it before, but it's also fun to rewatch and trying to pick up like little clues here and there. Awesome. Yeah. Another movie that I've been putting off for a long time now that I finally got around to watching one that stars a Sam Rockwell. I watched moon, but we're going to talk about that next week. Cause okay. I got something else I watched last night, Daniel, I sit down and watch. So, you know, we're both fans of Uncut Gems. We thought that was a great movie. Right. So written and you know that was written directed by the uh, Softy Brothers, Josh and Benny. I watched their other film that came out in 2017, starring Robert Pattinson, Good Time. Okay. And my gosh, Daniel, you've got to watch this movie. Yeah. Kind of like Uncut Gems. Once the stuff starts rolling, it doesn't like you know once the like foot is on the gas pedal, it doesn't let up. Yeah, it's I just have... like one thing after another. Nice. Yeah, I I had that on my list. Like, I literally am looking at my instant queue right now, and it's only like four deep because I just added it. Because we were talking about it. Because I also need to see what Robert Pattinson has. You know, I haven't seen hardly any of his movies. Well, I'll read this. So the synopsis is: After a botched bank robbery, lands his younger brother in prison. Uh, Connie, which is Robert Pattinson's character, embarks on a twisted odyssey through New York, New York's underworld to get his brother Nick out of jail. Nice. And I hear like a lot. I've heard, I talked to somebody who also saw Uncut Gems and I guess like you can probably like I, I guess from all of the like their other movies, like they ha- continuously have like high tension movies, like pretty much through and through. Like was Good Time still very high tension? Oh, yeah. OK, definitely. And actually, Benny uh, Softy plays Robert Pattinson's brother too in this. But yeah, it's just it, it was just crazy. Uh, Jennifer Jason Leigh is in it too, oh, which nice. is kind of funny. I thought she was gonna play like maybe a mother character, but she plays his girlfriend, <laughs> older girlfriend, I guess. <laughs> but oh. yeah, she uh, she's in it. Uh, but yeah, you you gotta check this out though. Okay, it's on Netflix right now. I'm definitely looking forward to Softy movies from now on and seeing what else they come out with. Yeah. All right. So the last thing I have isn't super interesting because, you know, I just made my girlfriend watch one of my favorite TV series that we just finished. Then I made her watch Knives Out. So when she told me this is what I want to watch, I couldn't tell her no. But we ended up watching. She's a huge Harry Potter fan. So we ended up watching Harry Potter 3, Prisoner of Azkaban, which is, you know, they're fun. They're fine movies. They're just not my fandom. So I'm like, I watched all of them from start to finish last year for the first time. And now I'm good. Like I don't have any interest in rewatching them. Now you know what this is from. Well, I, I knew that already. Well, now you but, got a better idea. So yeah, we just rewatched the third one. Like it's probably one of my favorite ones that I watched. I think the fourth one's still my favorite, but you know, it was kind of fun to rewatch it. Cause I definitely wouldn't do that on my own. But yeah, so we just rewatched the third Harry Potter movie. Had a good time. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll talk moon next week. I just, you know, We've just talked six films, so we'll save that one. Okay. Well, Daniel, should we move on here and get into some Skyfall? 
Let's do it. Okay, well, we're back this week talking some more James Bond. Third movie in the Daniel Craig saga, Skyfall. Written by Neil Purvis, Robert Wade, and John Logan. Directed by Sam Mendes. I'm sure that's a name you know by now, Daniel. Director yep. of American Beauty, Road of Perdition. 1917. 1917. Revolutionary Road. Bunch I've of never stuff. seen that one. I guess I'll start off here. Going in. Uh, when did this come out? 2012. You know, by now I had seen Casino Royale at least half a dozen times. Quantum maybe three, four times. Love Craig as Bond, and naturally couldn't wait to see what happened next. Uh, so far, I've been pretty pretty impressed with the uh, Martin Campbell and Mark Forster. You know what they had done with it. Uh, they took a franchise that was going stale and definitely breathed some new life into it. Particularly Martin Campbell with uh, Casino. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, so yeah, I don't really I don't recall Skyfall necessarily being in development hell, but you know, Casino and Quantum only had like a two year gap in between. And I think it was like four years in between Quantum and Skyfall. But yeah, I really wasn't I guess too worried about it. Uh, I guess I figured, you know, the more time they can take on it to flesh out a good story. And it's, and I think that's what they're trying to do too, because Quantum had received although we talked about really liking it last time, it received so so reviews. Right, with both audience and critic, I think. As I, you know, I wasn't worried about it in any way. Uh, but what really got me on board though is when I heard Sam Mendes was going to direct it. I mean, he directed one of my favorite movies ever, American Beauty. Right. So when I heard he was going to direct the next Bond film, I got pretty excited about it. And then you know, eventually trailers began to come out, and yeah, just got excited for what I saw. What was kind of like your thoughts going into it? Okay, so my thoughts going into it is like one, I've never seen Skyfall before. Like my, I. These came out in like my dark, like my dark years of just like not going to see the movies. Not as goth years necessarily, just dark, just dark years. So, of just like not watching movies. Yeah. So going into it, like I honestly like had almost an impossible expectation of Skyfall going into it because, you know, going in like Skyfall has that like aura of just like this is the best Bond movie ever made. It's like a lot of people like I've heard a lot of people like say like Skyfall like this is. As far as like the, especially with the Daniel Craig movies, like this is the best one. Like this is the movie. And I'm like, okay. So I was kind of like, almost like I, and that had been going on since it came out in I, 2012. I, I love positive buzz, but yeah, I do not like when things get overhyped because then they can just never live up to those expectations. That was the hard part. Like it was essentially already a legendary Bond film by the time I saw it. And watching it, I think I was like almost underwhelmed. At first, until I started thinking about it, I'm like, this is a very good, like, it was a very solid movie overall. A very good James Bond movie. You know, but for some reason, like, you know, like, people hyping it up for years and years, I'm just, like, expecting, like, it to, like, take one step into, like, this is what makes it legendary. I'm like, I guess I didn't, like, noticeably have that. But looking at, like, just thinking about it, I'm like, it was a very good movie. Very well shot. Sam Mendes, especially with 1917, like. Same uh, cinematographer too, uh, Roger Deakins. But yeah, the cinematography is great. Set yeah. design, everything. I mean, this is a beautifully shot movie. Yeah, no, and I really liked like it from beginning to end. There was no part of it that I was just kind of like bored with. Like it moves. It. I'm trying to remember how it opens. <laughs> it opens with him going after the disc. Right, right, right. Hard drive. This. That's how it opens. Right, right. So. Which. Another great opening action sequence for these Craig movies. Yeah, no, they have a solid... That was a great chase. Like, it was fun. Especially because it shows him struggling a lot. Like, again, like, that's something I really enjoy about the revisiting the Craig movies. Like, he's almost kind of, like, towards, like, Pierce Brosnan's end. Like, he's almost like a superhero. Like, never gets shot, never gets hurt. And in, like, Craig movies, especially in this movie... He gets, well, he gets shot really bad, but he also gets hurt all the time. And they also point to that he's not a young man. He's not like, you know, like he's, it's a young man's game to be an agent is what they're pointing out. So they constantly point out like his shortcomings too. So I still just really like that vibe from all of these movies so far. 
Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, right off the bat, you start out that great action sequence. I mean, even Thomas Newman's score, who's he, uh, I think he's worked with almost all of uh, Sam Mendes' movies. He did American Beauty, which is one of my favorite scores ever. But uh, you just starting off with even the score, it's just there's tension there. Like when he's Bond's exploring that room, when he finds, I can't remember the other guy's name, but he finds the other agent almost die, almost dead. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, just that whole sequence, though. I, I, I love all the aspects of it. I, I like uh, the Audi flipping. Then, you know, they're on the motorcycles going after it, like on the rooftops. I mean, everything's just great. Then the whole train sequence. I know. Like, you just... One of my favorite parts, too, is when he gets he gets into the uh, excavator and, you know, the construction vehicle, and he takes the arm and just tears off the back of that car. <laughs> yeah, wait. The construction view. Remember on the train? Oh, he's on the train. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, on- he like, yeah, he uses it to connect it and then runs across it. Yep. As that a was ter- very cool. I love that part too when he lands and then like adjusts his uh, sleeve. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. He just jumps down like everybody's freaking out. He just, just pulls him up. That's <laughs> so great. I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> Excuse me. Bad. But the tension of Eve or Eva. Is it Eve? Yeah, it's Eve. Eve. Yeah. Gosh, wow. But the you know, the tension of Eve having to take that shot and not wanting to shoot him and then it ends up shooting him anyway. Yes, I know. I was like very surprised at that. Oh uh, yeah, I guess I didn't get my overall thoughts. Like so I kinda gave leading up to it, you know. Excited, went and saw it. And then yeah, I guess my overall thoughts, I think this is up there with Casino Royale. I like Casino Royale still a little bit better, but I definitely like this better than Quantum. It's just all three of them, in my opinion, are pretty solid. And yeah, I just love that, you know, because usually sometimes you get, when you get, to, this is kind of in a way a third of a trilogy. And sometimes right. third in trilogies, as we've seen in trilogies over the years, can be pretty bad. Sometimes you get a Toy Story 3. Sometimes you get an X-Men 3. Yeah, I know. So it's very, okay, so it's very weird. Something that I wasn't really expecting is, you know, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, like, directly build off of each other like it's immediate in skyfall i was actually kind of surprised that it seemed disconnected from those two like there wasn't a ton that felt like it was connecting back to the first two which again i was very surprised about besides like the overall like oh we can't we don't even know our enemies like they're in the shadows now which i guess is probably overarchingly will reconnect back in but as of right now, like it still feels very standalone. I was waiting for like a reveal that kind of would like significantly like show the path from like the first two to Skyfall. Mm-hmm. You don't, I didn't really get that, which again, that was probably one of my biggest surprises. And I'm like, okay, well, who's the bad guy? Is it somebody from like, you know, Spectre, Quantum? <laughs> like from Quantum? I was expecting somebody from Quantum when the guy showed up. I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's brand new. I'm pretty sure he's not from the last two. So I was I was pleasantly surprised that it had a subversion, like, but also was just surprised that it didn't actually come and tie back into it, especially since it's the third movie. Yeah, it's weird for that to feel. Which I, I, which I guess story wise I thought was fine because it still is a continuation of the Daniel Craig story as far as his Bond story goes. But yeah, it wasn't like a direct connected sequel like Quantum and Casino Royale were to each other, but. I liked it though, and what I like about this story too is we really expand on the Bond and M relationship in this movie. Yeah, you see a lot of M in this, more M than we've ever seen in any Bond movie. And but yeah, I like that though, and this is a good job by the writers and the editors and things like that. Is we see a lot of M and a lot of M story, but it, it doesn't become an M movie. It's still a Bond movie. Yeah, Bond is the center, but there's a good fine um, blend of the two. Yeah, so. We got that opening action sequence, and then we go into, of course, the classic Adele song. Yeah. Which, to this day, I still love. I can just listen to that in the car to this day. In fact, I might have this week after watching the movie. I bet you did. <laughs> it's a good song, and I love that sequence, too. Like, I love it starts, you know, because he falls off the bridge into the water, and you see have that hand, like, grab his ankle and pull him down in deeper. Yeah. Great sequence there. Yeah, no, I was, that's one of the things that, the first thing I noticed was like, what, I mean, just from watching the first two, still love, like, I think, 
And, you know, maybe seeing Spectre, it'll change. But I, from what you've told me, I doubt it. Because still right now, Chris Cornell and, like, the visualizer for uh, Casino Royale's intro song, still my favorite. Right below that is the Skyfall theme song with the visualizer, like, the opening credits, which I thought was very cool. And then we'll see. I could still see the White Stripes song being at the very bottom of this list when everything's said and done, including No Time to Die. Because I still don't like it. <laughs> it's okay. But it's all right. Other than that, yeah, like yeah, that that Skyfall song is iconic. I've never even seen the movie, but I've heard that song so many times. It's good. Like around that time that came out, um, I it's funny. I knew a little bit of Adele stuff. Like I knew Rumor Has It quite a bit. That song was very popular around the time. That whole album, her I think that was her twenty one album. I still, to this day, couldn't name any song off her 19 album, but I know a lot of her 21 album and her 25 album. I love that song right off the bat, and it's just it's such a good song. And, uh, yeah, it's just a cool cool sequence, too, for the main titles. I love the whole underwater thing. I think it's great. But, yeah, so Bond's, you know, MIA for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of a... Well, actually, he's KIA. <laughs> True. What did you think of that uh, sequence of him... Wow, was it in Turkey? He was where he was staying. Anyway, whatever villa he's staying in. What do you think of that drinking game where he's got the scorpion on his wrist? Oh, I'm just like this seems. I don't know. It just seems like you always see like something like that happen in like some sort of like rundown bar in like a bunch of different movies. So I just thought that was kind of fun that he's just like steady hands, just like drinking it, then immediately where you're like, no, thank you. Yeah, I'm just like, man, I haven't gotten to the point in my life where I think I'd be down to do something like that. Nope. <laughs> no, I haven't been beat nope. down that hard to no think that that was way. just like, no, yeah, no thanks. Mm. But I thought that was kind of fun. Um, yeah, let's see here. Sorry. I'm looking at my notes here. So yeah, we got a Dell song. Turns out it's not dead. And then, yeah, I love that scene. You know, he goes, he, when we find him in uh, M's apartment, First thing she said to him was like, not like, oh my gosh, you're alive still. First thing she says is, where the hell have you been? Yeah. I do like their, yeah, like I said, I do really appreciate their relationship. That You kind of get a lot of it. Like you get some in Quantum of Solace. Like you at least show that like he has a great respect for her. You know? She's pretty much for the most part the only person he has respect for. Yeah. You know, and in this I mean, one, like you said, they the build above her and things like that, but he still has that close relationship with her. Right. And will pretty much go to any length for her. Exactly. So I was kind of, I thought that was funny. I did like their little bit. She's like, what do you think about the obituary? It was awful. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, well, I did say that you were an exemplary, like, person who cared about uh, queen and country. He's like, well, it wasn't all awful. <laughs> you know he says something like that and i just like those are nice little fun moments but also she knows that he's really the only agent that she can 100 percent rely on yeah even true. though she gets him shot yeah hard lesson to fuck uh-oh good thing it's lego oops <sighs> time out daniel's filled <sighs> let me get paper towels real quick yeah Oops. All right. Clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up. Clean it up. <laughs> I do like what she's like, run out of drink where you were, did they? <laughs> she's like, that's the only reason you'd be back is you ran out of drink. <laughs> yeah. Well, Daniel cleans up the mess here. It's all right. Um, trying to think of some other, I mean, I guess I'll kind of, I guess kind of, every part of this is so good that I kind of just want to go through it like piece by piece. So yeah, he's back. They have their conversation in her apartment. And one, the one thing this movie made, made me think about is I don't recall in any Bond movie ever seeing Bond's apartment ever. Because he says, you know, I'm going to go back to my house and I'll shower, change, whatever. And she's like, well, your stuff's in storage. You know, you're, you don't have a place anymore. Right. And, but, and that got me thinking, like, I don't think we've ever actually been inside wherever Bond has lived, whether it's a penthouse or whatever. Yeah, because he's always just, like, staying in super swanky suites. Did you get it good? Did you get that beer good? Yeah, I think so. All right. Poor Lego. Just have to go through and scrub it down later. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, it made me think of that. I do like, she's like, well, I'll find a hotel then. She's like, 
well, you sure as bloody hell ain't staying here. <laughs> right. And I also was kind of <laughs> curious. I'm like, I feel like he's Bond super smart. So like seeing this, I'm like, okay, he's probably has like an offshore or like something like isolated account that has a bunch of money in it. Some backup plan. Yeah. Some backup plan. But it also is kind of surprising. Like, are you just like back on payroll because you're alive or like, I don't know. <laughs> I was just kind of curious. I'm like, I guess obviously he has money. Right. Oh, he does. Like he has at least has a bunch of st- like money in cash, I'm sure. But it also doesn't show like how he gets. He just kind of shows up again in another country. Yeah. It's assumed it, he just decided to stay dead for a while. Is <laughs> really all you get. Like, no one rescues him. No one picks him up. It's literally he just shows up alive. I think that one lady rescued him and took him home. (laughs) Possibly. I don't know. But. They didn't look hard. We'll just say that. No. I mean, probably not. But then again, 007 knows how to disappear. But, I mean, getting shot and falling that distance, I mean, it's pretty safe to assume the guy's dead. Probably. Let's talk about, did you, what did you think of Q? So, we didn't have this in the first two Craig films, but now we have a new Q. Okay. So I actually love Q in this movie. Like, I thought he was a great addition. Mm-hmm. I actually wrote that down as, like, I love Q. <laughs> I like their banter back and forth is great, like when they're at the art gallery. Yes. Just good moments there. No, I, th- I enjoyed his character overall. He wasn't, like, annoying. He wasn't pretentious. Like, he was just... I mean, well, he was kind of like pretentious, but in like a comical sort of way. And I'm glad that I think they went a different direction as far as making him super young. Yeah. I, I like that. Which is makes even more sense. Instead of like an old inventor guy, you got a young, super young guy who's just like, yeah, I don't know how to shoot a gun, but I can hack a mainframe. <laughs> they, well, that's funny too. It's like, I can hack a mainframe, but I'm afraid to fly. They mentioned somewhere they're afraid of flying. Yeah, yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> Yeah, because they were going to send, they sent Eve, and it's like, That's why right, are you here? Eve. Well, Q's afraid of flying. Of course he is. <laughs> so, no, I really liked him. That was good. And I was kind of like, it was also with the introduction of Q. I was also like, when he showed up, I had a little bit of reservation. I'm like, okay, so do they go like, like cheese with it? Like, like what kind of gadgets is he getting? But all they gives him is a tracker and a gun that has a thumb imprint on it. Which I thought that was genius, actually. A, a palm imprint that only res- only responds and lets gu- uh, Bond fire the gun. Yeah, that thing. I had a problem with that, though. My uh, problem with that is it literally almost bears absolutely no consequence on the story whatsoever. It comes into play once when a guy tries to shoot him, and then you know, like, oh, he can't shoot him because wrong hand it's like good luck with that yeah but that's the only time and then it's just gone but that's what it's for that that was part of it it did get left behind maybe he'll get another one later but yeah it did get left behind in that pit but i mean it came in handy though the guy couldn't shoot him yeah i mean like it played it played i think it's pretty genius though how they introduced it i was expecting it to you know be around a little longer a little longer but it's like yeah but also i thought was kind of funny um, I do like how he's just like, not exactly, he's like, tells Q, I'm like, well, it's not exactly Christmas. He's like, what were you expecting? An exploding pen? We don't really go in for that anymore. Yeah. And I'm just like, that's a hilarious, like little fun. That's a, just a great line. I loved it. Like giving a little jab to the older James Bond, you know, or, you know, other James Bond. Exploding briefcases and stuff like that. Yeah. Where it just becomes too much and it becomes ridiculous. So I am glad that they still have kept it solidly grounded not introducing too many gadgets yeah just a couple quick ones and that's a fun and then i was very pleased with the throwback aston martin that they introduced oh heck yeah we'll, we'll get to that in a little while okay. but yes definitely <laughs> but yes uh, up at this point you know he's got to get what rehabilitated Re- rehabilitate is that the word i'm looking for well, he, he has to be reacclimated to, you know, That's what he's, I don't know. It doesn't say exactly how long he's been officially dead for, like a few months at least. Three months, I think they said. Three months. But I'm kind of surprised, like, how, well, I mean, he's essentially experiencing, like, severe PTSD. So they're trying to, like, get him fueled ready again. I, I do love that moment where he's shooting at the target and not doing too hot. And then he realizes, so he starts walking right towards it, getting closer and closer, shooting at it, just yeah. out of anger. Yeah. 
Good moment there. Yeah, um, but yeah, even though he's not ready to go, M still sends him back out there. He's got to go after Patrice. So they send him to Shanghai to track this guy down. I do like how he, to follow him, he pretends to be a driver and then sees him go for his driver and then follows him. Yeah. That's when we end up at that uh, skyscraper where he, I love that part where he jumps on the, and grabs the bottom of the elevator. That was just a great sequence watching him just hang on for dear life going yeah. up there. Cool visuals though in Shanghai. Oh yeah. Even like the, when they first show like just a skyline view, then they kind of go towards the hotel he's in, show the pool top glowing on top of the hotel mm-hmm. where he's swimming. I mean, that was a cool visual. The all glass room the guy was in, Patrice was in. Yes. Where he's going to go make that kill. I know. That was actually, I wrote that down as like, like one of my favorite action sequences is when he's fighting. When they're fighting in that glass room. Well, one, how it's kind of like a house of mirrors. Mm-hmm. But once they get together, it's like this really cool silhouette fight of them just like exchanging punches and kicks, you know, until it until he's like is thrown out the window. But like that little prolonged silhouette of them fighting, I thought was awesome. I know I really liked that. And it did remind me kind of of like some stuff that he did in 1917 as well. And I, I like the attention to detail, too, as far as he takes out that hole in the glass. So he's not shooting through glass twice to kill that guy. Right. I do love just the whole visuals of that whole sequence. Like you got the neon lights in the other building behind them with like the uh, jellyfish and everything going. It just it was just very cool visually. There's yeah. there's a lot of cool visuals in this movie. You know, he finds the poker chip and just goes to where that's from. Right. Which takes us to that really cool um, casino. Right. Which he gets to use his little thumbprint gun. He does. I just love like again. This is with the visuals. Just even going the boat ride to the casino. You're going through this river or not river but you know he's going through the water these Uh little lanterns everywhere just the outline of like lights around the casino fireworks going off in the background just a really cool shot yeah no it was going through like the dragon mouth to get into the casino just really cool things like uh, that komodo dragons down below yep dragons down below which again great sequence i mean i love his interaction with eve there yeah as well as especially his interactions with the Severn, he meets the Severn gal. Yes. And I mean, they're, they're back and forth. Yeah, like, which I actually wrote down some of it that I really liked was he goes, after they go back and forth a little bit, he goes, you put on a good show, but ever since we sat down, you haven't stopped looking at your bodyguards. Three is a bit excessive. They control you. Tattoo on your wrist is something sex trade. I, I forget what he Sex says. trafficking. Sex trafficking. Like just a mark. Uh, he, he had a name for it. I can't remember what it was. But he goes, I'm guessing you thought, he's talking about, because he wants to meet her employer. He's like, I guess I'm, I'm guessing you thought he was your way out. Perhaps you were in love, but that was a long time ago. But just, I don't know. I just thought that whole interaction though was I so know. It just good. like reinforces this James Bond is super, like he's perceptive. Like he's smart. He's handsome. Well, and I paid attention to detail this time too, is uh, they're talking. And when she's smoking, when she goes in for that long drag, you can see her hand trembling. A little bit, yeah. And I didn't notice that before. But yeah, you see her hand trembling as she's taking that long drag, and you're like, she's just nervous as all hell. Yeah, you get like, she's, like he even points out, like she seems very confident, face value, but if you pay attention to some slight body movements, you know. Well, I love when she asks him, like, how much do you know about fear? He's like, all there is. Yeah. I know they have some good back and forth, like great dialogue. Well, and then Bond's like, bring me to him. And she's like, can you kill him? Yes. But will you? Someone usually dies. <laughs> yeah. That was a great answer. I know. Look, Someone usually dies. I thought that was great. No, yeah. She was a good character. But then I, I love when they, their interaction ends. Bond takes his glass and raises it to the bodyguards. <laughs> he's basically saying, bring it on, motherfuckers. <laughs> And I still love how he's just walking out with the money, too. <laughs> the, like, five million euros or whatever. Right, oh. Yeah, he's about to put it down and then... Yeah, just like, of course. Of course, that's exactly what he's going to do. I saw that coming. I'm like, yes. And that's still got to hurt. Right, well, what else? Are we gonna, but, I mean, I thought that's, you know, he's not... He pretends to put it down. Like, all right, I'm going to put this down. We're going to, like, maybe talk about it. Nope. Bam. Well, I saw that. I mean, like I said, like, of course, that's what you're going to do if you have a gigantic metal briefcase. You're going to use it to hit somebody in the face with. Like, but I do like how he psychs him out. Like, I'm not saying it was bad. I just like 
saw it, and I'm like, he's definitely going to use it. And of course well, he used well, it. As we learn but. in Three Ninjas, a ninja always uses things around to trick his enemies. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Is that on Disney Plus? No, but it's on YouTube. You can watch the whole thing. I did that once at work because I just randomly came across it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. But, um, yeah, no, in something I thought Bermuda, or not, I keep wanting to say Bermuda dragons, but Komodo dragons, like those big giant lizards. I always thought they were just big giant lizards. Like, okay, it's just a giant lizard, not really anything to be afraid of. They're actually extremely poisonous. Mm-hmm. Is something I learned recently. So just seeing them like just bite that guy's leg, I'm like, he's probably dead. Even if the thing didn't kill him, he's probably just gonna get poisoned. Yep. Oh gosh. Yeah. But yeah, no. The casino sequence overall is very cool. Great dialogue. It's, it's visuals. One, it's one of my favorite scenes. Just visually, yeah. The dialogue just between him and the gals at the bar is just great. Yeah. I think for, so far from all three of them, like they all have still very sharp dialogue for the most part. Like it's not a hundred percent like, but they're way more hits than there are misses in my opinion oh, for the lot, dialogue. So I'm like, uh, the dialogue is still very sharp and that's something I definitely appreciate. Cause especially again, you comparing it to older James Bond movies, even right before us, it becomes very quippy, but like cheesy. Like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so I still like that through and through these are still grounded and you still get great dialogue with grounded action. Well, next uh, we go to the island where we meet Silva. Yes. What do you think of that scene? That was pretty good. Not quite the most interesting part of the movie for me, but because I was just trying to like figure out like most. I was trying to like I, I thinking thought it was a cool my way through the character, it. though. Because you're just walking around in this like wasteland area, like what did this used to be? What is it now? Yeah, I think that I think that was the part of the movie where I was like trying to kick like my mind in overdrive. I'm like, okay, have we seen this guy? Is he just like someone completely new? Like I was trying to figure that out, but also like I do love that one shot sequence Excuse of him me. walking and talking all the way until he's like right here in front of us. Right. right up to the camera. I thought that was really good, but I thought cool introduction overall. I mean, gosh, that scene that follows that when they're in that room when uh, he puts the the shot of scotch on her head. Yeah, that was crazy. And, and then, I, I mean, imagine the pressure. Like, yet a gun you never shot, guns pointed at your head to shoot, and you got to knock scotch off this girl's head, not kill her. Plus, it looked like they were probably. I got the impression that those were like musket balls in those, which are not known for to be accurate whatsoever because they're like he literally pulls out dueling pistols which i thought was very like very dramatic but i thought was working really well because that guy is very dramatic but um no i did like him overall um i liked that he was revealed to be like an ex mi6 agent like in an era before bond Mm-hmm. and that he also had like a very strong relationship with M up until the point where he felt he got betrayed or well, Oh, she traded him. That's what happens. Trade him. Yep. And traded his cause he was like kind of going rogue. So she traded his life for like six agents or something. But I don't know. I like, I thought his motives were pretty good. Like he's like very confident. Didn't seem like too, it like, his plan kind of comes into fruition. It like feels well-planned, but not overly convoluted, just very strategic, which I definitely appreciate. You know, like it's it, it again, it doesn't like stretch the plausibility of the movie. No, which, yeah, which, yeah, I don't like the things that are too far fetched. I mean, I, I go back and watch some of these older ones though. I mean, I, I do appreciate cause you know, the cold war going on, like, was it You Only Live Twice, where they're trying to start a war between Russia and Americans by kidnapping their space programs, yeah, interfering with their space stuff, kidnapping their astronauts, things like that, trying to blame it, each other, trying right. to get a war between them. I mean, I think things like that are cool. But, uh, yeah, a little less granted. I mean, using technology as his weapon. I mean, he's declared war on MI6, like, blowing it up. And we, we didn't even talk about that, how he Yeah, no, I was course. thinking about that. That was actually, like, kind of crazy. It's just like, what... I honestly, when she stopped and got out of the car, I'm like, okay, that cop's not actually a cop, and she's gonna try and shoot M right there. And then the MI6 or MI6, yeah, 
the headquarters. <laughs> yeah, every time I say MI6, I'm like, wait, no, that's right, MI6. Um, but yeah, it just like blows it up. Like what, six casualties, and you know they they're, as they're tracing it, they're like, oh, it's coming from your computer, and then just, boom, yeah. And I thought that I'm like that was pretty crazy. Shows the threat, but also like it even unravels it further and be like, he's actually super smart because you you weren't the target he made sure that you weren't in the building when he blew it up mm-hmm. you know like he knew your schedule he's just messing with this point gonna kill you eventually but messing with you at this point right and oh gosh just so many good things i mean the capture him obviously i do love that part too latest thing from q branch it's called a radio i do like how that has a payback when he's just kind of making fun of him. It's like oh yeah i have a radio too and he blows up like that subway train mm-hmm. or blows the hole through the ground and the subway train like, falls in. That was for me. You missed. <laughs> oh, yeah. Think again. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to love. I enjoyed this through and through. I enjoyed the bad guy. I enjoy. I love the introduction of Q to these movies. Um. Yeah, I mean, let's. I guess let's skip to the end. What did you think of the end? Okay, so that end, like fight, like that fight scene. Not really fight scene, but that the ending. At, we we finally get to see the uh, classic Aston Martin, which is amazing. Yes, I did write that down because I'm like, I love that he has that just stored away. <laughs> he has the Aston Martin gassed up. We find out that it also is like a spy car, like from the classic Bond era, because it's got like the mini guns in well, the head. It's got everything the one Goldfinger had. <laughs> Yes. Okay. That's what I was trying to remember which one. Cause I'm like, I love that. He's just like, Oh, do you disagree? And kind of like flips up and she's like, Oh, what are you going to do? You're going to eject me. Really? I'm like, yeah, I just love how they kind of like rip on how outlandish James Bond got for a really long time. But I still love, I'm like, I want the director seats. <laughs> it's definitely a you, silly. You must not have kids. It was, it was just such a fun, silly spy thing that always showed up for some reason. But I still love the Gatlin guns in it. Um, but yeah, I love the the arrival of the classic Aston Martin spy car. I wrote that down. I'm just going out to uh, Scotland and just the scenery out there. There's some great, again, cinematography, good shots out yeah. there. That house. I mean, how, how'd you like going to Bond's old house? What okay. you think of that? It took me a while to figure out exactly what was happening. Or not a while, but a little bit. Like... Or like, oh, you drive in, it's like Skyfall. I'm like, oh, so this is the orphanage that Bond grew up in because they always, you know, orphans make the best recruits. They, You've been told multiple times that he's an orphan. So I just assumed, like, as a baby. Mm-hmm. Now, yet revealed that, no, Skyfall is his family's estate. And, you know, his parents died when he was... I don't know how old he is. Probably was. just a boy, like nine or ten, like probably kind of a Bruce Wayne kind that, of thing. That's what I got a feeling for, but I don't think they actually say. So I was just like, but oh shit, like this is. recognizes his. the family friend right at the bat. The f- yeah, actually so, the family so, friend recognizes yeah. him. Like he was like the groundskeeper one, or something. So one thing I, I read about a little bit that made this interesting is, uh, you know, they got nice house on this acres and acres of ranch right you got this church on the property and you got that tunnel i guess for a while um in that part of europe they had outlawed catholicism so there you could say his parents were involved in like smuggling priests and having maybe yeah private church on their property oh yeah yeah but yeah i thought that was really interesting i didn't know that they did say that like the underground stuff was for like the priests his yeah, so his parents were essentially involved in that kind of stuff. Okay, kind of like a little underground railroad. Yeah, which were. makes it makes it interesting. Yeah, like I love it, like fictional stuff tying back into you know real world. But I do love the you know, the Home Alone sequence where they set up all these traps. Yes, and I think my favorite was M making those like shat like those glass bombs. Yeah, out of like the. Uh, well, out of crushed up, you know, obviously crushed up glass from light bulbs but also like plugging them in with like shotgun shells so as soon as she flipped the lights they would like burst Boom. yeah and just shoot shards everywhere i'm like that i thought that was very cool having the uh shells in the ground so when you step on the board boom i know it kind of i couldn't help but think about rambo 
last blood a little bit especially with the underground tunnels and stuff right maybe think of that a little bit not too much but um, rambo definitely took that to the next level yeah <laughs> but this was still very awesome and yeah. I, I do love the sequence though where bond explodes those barrels and blows part of the house like breaks into the helicopter making that explode and then that then the helicopter just lands in the house and just completely obliterates everything else so crazy so crazy yeah although i I did shed a slight tear originally when the we saw the aston martin blow up yeah oh Oh. also that was a great i love that strategic move that he was hiding in the aston martin then you find out that there's still chain guns in it and then he just like mows down like the first five or six i think he mows down like five or six people yeah with that move and i'm like that's awesome that, that was pretty cool like you just thought it was parked outside inconspicuously oh, everything oh, so good but what do you think about the very ending inside the church though i was surprised that okay spoilers i mean if we weren't already in spoilers for a movie oh, that came out in 2012 we've been in spoilers but yeah but okay seeing m die i was shocked i was very surprised that they were gonna kill her off because we talked about judy dench has been at least since pierce brosman i yeah, she's been M in seven films. Yeah, and she was like a great, she was a great M. Uh, I was, so I was very sad to see her go, especially since they developed, you know, obviously they've been developing his relationship with her for like those three movies. So I was bummed to see her go, but I was also, well, actually, I guess that's a little bit ahead of myself. So, yeah, good. I thought it was good. I thought it was a good, well, <laughs> like good move maybe i i really like judy dench's m she's a great yeah. well i didn't see that coming. when i remember when i originally saw this i mean it, i mean it's getting intense with he he's got the gun he's like come on shoot us both like kill us both right and i was kind of surprised that instead of you know instead of him killing her she just kind of succumbs to a wound that she wasn't even supposed to get because <laughs> he told his guys don't you don't kill her she's mine Right, and so she accidentally got shot by mistake, you know, and then she dies from those wounds instead of one that he personally inflicted on her. But yeah, I mean, I think I thought back in the theater, sitting in the theater, I really did think he was gonna shoot them both. Like I thought it was gonna get that dark where he's gonna pull the trigger, and even if she didn't do it, he was gonna do it and kill both of them. Yeah, but yeah, Bond does save save her for a temporary time period, at least from getting murdered. Right, and. Yeah, throws a knife right in his back. Fantastic. Old ways are best ways. Right. But yeah, but then, so then you think, all right, she's going to live. And then she dies right then in there in his arms. Yeah. She's like, whoa, okay. Shoot. But yeah, there was a, definitely a darker ending. Mm, yeah, that's pretty much everything I wrote down as notable, except for the very end. Um, which one, I liked the new M, the mallory mm-hmm. mm. um because you know he's kind of like you know he comes in as like kind of like a little bit of a prick at the beginning but he comes around and, and you know like he passes up like he takes the mantle like to trust 007 which i thought was you know good you need that um gives him this next assignment yeah we we figured out yeah eve decides after all this that she's gonna take a desk job turns out her last name is money penny i know and i i get that these are all classic characters and <laughs> But it's just, it still seems like somewhat off putting to me when you have such a grounded James Bond now. And then you have names like, oh, my name's Eve. Last name, Moneypenny. Right. Yeah, she delivers the, but, the you know, name fine. She delivers the name fine. No one in like no one in the cast is like, oh, that's a weird name. No one calls attention to it. They're just like, yeah, that's your name. Which it, that's the thing that just makes it work. But I still think that's just kind of funny to have all these kind of sillier names. Not even like I guess not even a code name for her, mm-hmm. just Money Penny. Money Penny. But I still liked her, and I did write that down as I enjoyed the very end of this movie because it kind of settles into like what she, James Bond used to kind of feel like, mm-hmm. especially with like the earlier adaptations. But like with the score kicking in, she's like, "Oh, I'm Money Penny," and then he walks in, and he's like, "All right, Mister Bond, here's your next mission." Hands him top secret file 007. Mm-hmm. I'm just like this. I loved that ending. It just felt good. It felt right. It felt James Bond. 
<laughs> as a trilogy, what do you think so far? As a trilogy, I'm liking it. Like you said, like the middle one is still probably the lesser of the three, but definitely not as bad as I remember. Definitely not as bad as the critics said it was at the time. Totally agree. Now, if I were to grade these at, I think I give Casino Royale and Skyfall both A pluses and A minus to Quantum of Solace. Yeah. Overall, but- very solid trilogy though as far as three go i mean that's the thing in compare like thinking of each individually like a plus a plus quantum of solace probably still like you know like an a minus but like as far as like just considering them all as a trilogy i think it's just a straight a plus across the board it's solid i mean everything from action to dialogue just the story is interesting and keeps you engaged yeah you want to find out what happens next. I mean, I, I love all of it. Yeah, no, I'm having a good time. And I am looking forward to Spectre, even though I hear that that does drop off a little bit in quality. But that's what it said about Quantum. And that was perfectly good. Yeah, I'm curious, since I haven't watched Spectre in years, what it's going to look like now. But uh, yeah, I'm curious to get into that one. And then we got a brand new one coming out. Yeah, April. In April. Yeah. All right. Any last final thoughts here? Uh, no, I've actually just been glad that we finally that we're doing this because it finally kicked me in the ass to like, OK, rewatch the first two and then watch two new ones and then prepare for the third one. So I'm I'm finally I'm gl- I'm just glad we're finally doing it. Yeah, that's no, a fun excuse to go watch them. I mean, it's just fun talking about these movies. I, I enjoy these movies quite a bit. Bond movies in general, but these Daniel Craig ones I just love. Absolutely. So like I said, as of right now, Daniel Craig is still my favorite. I just Bond. wish they would put him in theaters again to go see. I'd love to see these on the big screen again. Oh, that would be great. So, all right. Well, yeah, I think that wraps it up here for Skyfall. Um, Daniel, real quick here. I was going to do a little um, pop quiz thing here with you. I was going to add, you know, because I owe you for your uh, winning the bet. Mm-hmm. I was going to add another $10 to the pot. If you can name my top five Bond theme songs or Bond opening title songs, not including the very first like Bond theme song that doesn't count. I can't. But you can try. I mean, I know the Casino Royale one. Adele. Um, you don't like the Sam Mendes one and the White Stripes one you don't like. So that's two. You got two correct. Is there a Whitney Houston? Can you name the other three? No, There's no I Whitney no, Houston. I have no fucking idea. You don't have to name necessarily the songs, but the movies they're from. Goldfinger? No? Choose your films wisely. So far you got two right choose the next three yeah I, i'm like well we talked about this and i think i said goldfinger for mine <laughs> uh doctor now that pretty much is like the first one overall theme song i have no idea I'm not gonna count. no all I right i can't do it so you've got you know my name from chris cornell skyfall from adele goldeneye tina turner oh yeah yeah you've got duran duran and a view to a kill and Live and Let Die from Paul McCartney. Nice. Yeah, see, I definitely... Live and Let Die, I don't even remember you talking about that one. All right, it's a good one, though. Okay. Okay. Anyway, why don't we get into our Rotten Tomato gambling game here, Daniel? Whoop, whoop. What did we bet on last week? So last week, we bet on Invisible Man. Hmm. Uh, we had kind of been, like, gaming, or, like, you know, like, we both... We're really leaning hard into like the other horror movies that looked good on, in trailers and on paper, but got horrible scores at the beginning of the year. So we're kind of leaning into that because you guessed 50% on The Invisible Man. I guessed 40% on The Invisible Man. And The Invisible Man, at as of today, is at 91%. 91? It actually went up i think we record when we were recording it was at 87 percent. oh man i mean i haven't seen it but it did not look good <laughs> no it was very good okay wow so it went up a few percentages 91 so it makes me the winner all right daniel watch good time it's on netflix okay already on my queue so next week, um, what could we? We got Onward coming out here. We could bet on the new, uh, what is it, Ben Affleck movie, The Way Back. 
Uh, let's do that because I've been seeing a lot of ads for like Onward Certified Fresh, you know, and all that yeah, jazz. Yeah, yeah. So it's the way back here, starring Ben Affleck, and I have no idea who else. <laughs> okay, the way back. Let's see. A former high school basketball phenomenon struggling with alcoholism is offered a coaching job at his alma mater. Uh, yeah. I don't know. It's hard to gauge these ones because looking like at the trailer, I'm like, oh, it looks like it'll be nice, solid. It looks fine. It looks, yeah, like kind of like Brian Banks. Fine. I don't know. I mean, it looked a little better than Brian Banks. Let's see. Okay, I'm just arbitrarily guessing. I'm like, it looked like a perfectly decent movie. Perfectly decent. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like highly rated, but I don't think it's going to necessarily be horrible. Like it, It's I not going to be a Coach Carter. I said barely fresh, 63. I bet 73. Okay. Because I'm like, well, it looked okay. So you said, Jordan said 63. I said 73. And let's see. The way back. Okay. <laughs> okay, if we can open it. There we go. So the way back, as of right now, its release date is March 6th, and it does not have a score as of yet. Ooh. Well, I guess that could be good for me. <laughs> so it could be anybody's game, but we'll find out next week. Cool. Or we'll in a few days. All right. So. All right. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up here. Let's. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, we'll be back next week with a new Pixar movie, Onward. I'm looking Woo-woo. forward to this one. I know. Me too. Yeah. We got some good stuff coming up here. We got Quiet Place Part 2 before we get to a brand new Bond movie. Yeah. And Mulan, which looks interesting. And Mulan, yeah, that's right. So, yeah, there's, some, there's some stuff coming up here. Yeah, some stuff to look forward to. Thank goodness. For the first few months, we are like, eh. I know, it's been, <laughs> it's been kind of nice having a small break from the cinema, but. Gives I, me an excuse to watch James Bond catch up, so. That is true. That works. All right, well, Daniel, where can they find us? They can find us online on movies underscore brews on Twitter and Instagram. Let us know what you think about the Daniel Craig movies, especially Skyfall in particular. Loved it. Hated it. You got to let us know what is your favorite Bond theme song? Modern? Old? What do you like? Could be anything. Could be anything. Maybe maybe the Casino Royale TV version is just kick-ass and we have no idea. It's probably not. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Well, everybody. Thanks for downloading the podcast. We appreciate it. Share it with others. And we'll talk to you next time on Movies and Brews. Cheers. Cheers. Where you go, I go.